Talking About You with Astra, Season 8, Episode 51. We're here Monday through Fridays, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you for being here today, and I appreciate your time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments because it makes us all better people when we communicate and grow from one another. Today's topic is Social Security. What do you understand or know about it? Do you know more than just your benefits or what is concerning you? How does the whole process work? What's really going on with Social Security? How come we hear so many different ideas about what's going on, where it stands, how much money is available, all of those things? When, like, I always go back to the fact that we know that baby boomers paid for the generation before them and also for their care. So now that baby boomers are coming of age, why are we hearing all these concerns about not actually having any money? It just seems that there's always something when Wall Street's around, in my opinion, wanting to do something with the money. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get there, you know, I always have a couple issues to talk about. First of all, I'm not sure if you know that uh, President Bush passed away, Senior Bush, H.W. Bush, passed away yesterday. Um, There's been a lot of great things that have said about his life and his work. And that's a wonderful thing when people can say that you did some really good things while you were here. So I hope you'll take a moment to think about the things that you're doing in your life right now, how it's impacting you and other people. And remember, the most important person in this equation is our humanity. It's all of us. It's not a single person. It's not those who think that the greed that they're taking away from others today is the most important thing. I think in the future they'll find out that they've been seriously wrong. But that's another another story. I would just say that I hope that the Bush family is uh, encouraged through this hard time in their lives and that people who are also close, that they will remember the great things and the good things that he has done. I think it's really particularly uh, the thing that I like that they've been showing on the news is when they're saying he's been jumping out of planes and I guess he was 90 the last time that he jumped out, President Bush, and he was saying, Just because you get old, it doesn't mean you have to be in the corner drooling. You need to get up and do something. (laughs) And that really captured my heart. I think that's true. I think it doesn't matter how old you are, what condition your life is in, you still have to get up and think about how to make life better, not just for you or your family, but for everyone involved. Life is too short to be self-centered, from my perspective. We need each other, and we need to do things that make everything better in life for all of us. So I didn't want to miss out on making those comments there. The last thing I want to actually mention is the, how this actually started to get my, uh, get my attention was uh, I actually looked at my book on Amazon, and they had... Uh, changed the price so uh, astronomically out there. I was thinking, what in the world's going on? And I tweeted Amazon and I said, what's going on with this? My book, by the way, is Car Accident by Estra. And uh, it's really a great book to have. Make sure that you actually get a copy. Keep it in your car in case you are in a car accident. In the back, it has questions and things you want to make sure that you ask. But there's just a lot of things that we 
really need to know once we're in a collision because there's so many people and situations that can happen that you're just not prepared with. And that's how come I spend a lot of time talking about car accidents and insurance companies and employers and Social Security because the average person, in my opinion, is going on with their life typically not thinking about any of those factors until something happens and it interferes with your life and you're dealing with a lot of situations and people who've been doing a lot of things for many generations and you you can fall victim to a lot of things that make your life harder and you can be victimized far too much. So that's the reason and the mission for uh, talking about you with Estra and the website is to educate people into knowing what's going on if these things happen to you so you don't fall prey to some of these things. And believe me, they're out there. And if you're on the Internet a lot, please know they're on the Internet too. Not just as far as taking a look at the things in which you're putting out there or, or producing, but anything that has your name on it. It's just really important to know that things aren't necessarily how they appear to be, and then you have to take the time to actually educate yourself on what's going on. And I hope you'll get some of that from here, because that's the purpose of the show. And I also hope you'll go out to hashtag Estra's Radio Show and tell of your experience and what's going on, because one person doesn't get all the information. It's about all of us sharing and learning and also being ready to be active and make changes so that other people don't have to hit those pitfalls and suffering that you might experience. So make sure to go out to estraskarrechelp.com. I'm sorry, estraskarrechelp.com. And make sure you, you use the HTTPS because, trust me, there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily allowing you to link up to any correct website these days. So you really want to be particular when you're out there surfing the web, where you go and how you use it, because it's really, it's really important. But getting back to all, after all that's been said, is the reason why I'm bringing this up is third-party companies. Now, I was doing some research, and I've got a lot of research still to do for third parties, but I think a lot of them are basically a lot of these Wall Street companies kind of hiding themselves in different places and being able to do derogatory things or bad things or things that they're trying to hide from us through other companies. So, you know, a, a, a company with, that has a great reputation doesn't necessarily want that reputation tarnished by doing things that they know aren't really right, right? So maybe there'll be a third, they'll create a third-party company to do different things to try to make things hard for you. So I really want to know a lot more about these third party companies because I haven't found them to be fair and equitable. Now, there's probably a few that are, but it seems like there's far too many people out there that may not be. So if you know a lot about third parties or you are a third party and you know what I'm talking about, please use the hashtag Estrus Radio Show and, and give me a clue. And if you want to be on the show, send your comments to comments at estruscarwreckhealth.com. Or just go out and subscribe, which will be great. I'd love to hear from you and see what you have to say. But I have a feeling that these third parties are the way in which some of these companies are, are getting out, getting in the way and creating havoc for the average person who isn't... I mean, you might be a regular user of the Internet, but you're not necessarily 
uh, familiar with a lot of the tactics that are going on. And that's why I think it's very important to stay alert and awake. And there's so much information and so many things going out there, going on out there now that we really do need each other to stay abreast and to stay protected. In this case, it does take a village to remain educated on what's going on, especially if you're not right there in the mainstream of what's going on. Does Wall Street know? I think they have. Sometimes I believe a lot of the things that they do, they might change the way it's done, but it's been, being, it's been done to poor people for quite some time, and I think it's time for a change. All right, I'm going to get back to what I was talking about yesterday, actually the day before. Excuse me for the late episode today. It's just sometimes it's it's a little, a little tough trying to get everything out I want to, to do, but we'll go ahead and proceed today. And I'm going to finish, I'm going to start with where I actually left off yesterday. We were talking about Social Security and the trust fund cash flow and reserves. And there was just a couple, I mean, this, like I told you, I think this is a 14-page article, which course I'm not going to read but there's just a couple sections out here that I really want to make sure that you get the gist of because when I was reading and they were talking about well um, what how did they phrase that let's see hold my finger here for one of the spots that the money is not how did they phrase it there's no budget in place for it they just kind of decide what they're going to do when they're going to do it and personally I believe that's an issue I mean, they have general budget, so to speak, but not the things that really tell us what we really need to know. So I'm going to try to start all over again in this section since I went through the 14 pages and missed the highlighted parts that I wanted to read today. So hopefully, I didn't think it was that far, but maybe it is. But I hope you had a great Thanksgiving while I'm turning the pages, looking for what I need to find. Um... It's amazing how fast it goes. Today is December 1st, and that means people are now getting ready for the Christmas holidays. Or Actually, there's a lot of other holidays in between for Christmas. So I'm not sure what your plans are, but if you're injured, you've been in a car accident for the, the Thanksgiving holidays, you need to kind of prepare and plan again for um, what's coming up in December because you can't continue to do things the way that you used to do them when you don't feel good. All right, I finally found what I wanted what I was looking for. Yesterday when we were talking there was the OASDI and we we're trying to figure out what do those stand for and I knew I had seen them and I knew they were common but I couldn't remember what it was. Well, I went out and took a look so you could see OASDI stands for Old Age Survivors and Disability Insurance Tax. And that's the money that people pay or their employers usually take out of their paycheck that goes directly to the government to fund the Social Security program, right? So we need, you need, if you didn't know that, that's what it stands for. So let me say again, OASDI is Old Age Survivors and Disability Insurance Tax. Now, I need you to understand and see something that's in that word, insurance tax, right? Whether they call it an insurance premium or an insurance tax, it's insurance. And that's the important thing that you need to realize. So when you go and you apply, you're applying for uh, help from an insurance premium that you or tax whatever you prefer that you've already paid into okay now they require you to have so many different months uh, to be eligible eligible 
so all of those things matter, and you have to actually, if you get injured, go out and take a look and see if you fit those qualifications. And unfortunately, it's, they, I believe they probably have changed a little bit over the time. I know that that Congress has been working heavily in trying to get it, make it difficult for people to receive it, which to me is an unfair process when you know what you were promised when you'd been paying all those monthly uh, taxes, insurance taxes every month, every month or every two weeks, however you get paid, every time you get paid, those insurance taxes come out. So one of the things I'd also make sure that you start to do if you haven't is start adding up the number of quarters that you actually have ha been working because that's what they're going to take a look at when you apply. But I finally found the part in which I wanted to finish or to, to go on from. And again, this is the, uh, what is, man, today is a really slow day for me. Social Security, Trust Fund, Cash Flow, and Reserves. And I, most of the time when I'm talking about particular organizations like Social Security, I like to go out and get that directly from them. So this is coming from uh, SSA.gov, and it's about policies if you're looking for it. But let me go on. It says, quote, because federal budget deficits is an um, ambiguous term, discussing the, so the effect of Social Security on the budget deficit requires special care. Under the 1990 Budget Enforcement Act, OASDI income and outgo are not included in the federal totals for the budget proposals of the president or Congress. Okay, so they're saying that they're not even included. OASDI is therefore said to be an off-budget with on-budget understood to refer to all other terms. Now that's confusing, isn't it? Under this definition of the budget, OASDI does not contribute to the annual budget deficit. Let me say that again. Because there's a lot of things we're hearing all the time and it doesn't match what we're seeing as far as policy goes. Under consolidated budget total, which subtracts the OASDI surplus from the general account deficit. Okay, let me go back up. It says, under this definition of the budget, OASDI does not contribute to the annual budget deficit. You hear that? Often, however, the budget presentation focused on, focused on the consolidated budget total which subtracts the OASDI surplus from the general account deficit, right? So for my, it says, I guess I'll do this last two sentences here. Under this concept, the OASDI surplus, surplus is reducing and consolidating budget annual deficit, and under current projections, will continue to do so until 2020. After 2020, an AOASDI deficit is projected to emerge that will add to the consolidated budget's annual deficit, even though it does not affect the uh, on-budget annual deficit. <clears throat> now, to me, I don't know, I think it could have been worded a lot better. So, first of all, they're saying after two, uh, 2020, they're going to show 
the surplus or the deficit in this budget. But prior to that, it hasn't shown it. I think there's a lot of things that the way in which they've set up the Social Security uh, cash flows just to be able to take money from wherever they need to and then pretend that they've not done it. And they just talk about deficits. And we haven't heard about surpluses for quite a while. So that's even another issue. So why are they playing so much with the money from Social Security? Why isn't it just a straight in, straight out, this is where the budget is and this is where it stands? In my opinion, it's because they've been borrowing a lot of money from Social Security. And I also believe that's the other issue with Congress uh, uh, dealing with lobbyists and stating what they want to do for Wall Street and not for the people who actually really need the insurance premium or insurance benefits that were promised. Let me go on here before I really get off on this. It says, similar care is needed with discussing the federal debt. Each year, deficit adds to the debt. So for each definition of the annual deficit, there is a corresponding amount of accumulated debt. Closely corresponding to the on-budget annual deficit is the general account debt or the gross public debt. The annual OASDI surplus or deficit does not affect the gross public debt. Okay, first of all, I want to go back and say, if you actually take a look and see where the actual money is, uh, for by the way, it's the Treasury that actually is is responsible for taking a look at or maintaining the Social Security funding. But I'll get to that in in the last part of this. Uh, what happens when they don't actually keep things the way in which they should? They can mingle different parts of stuff and make it so that it's much more difficult for us to get honest answers about where we are with Social Security and the cash flow and reserves of that trust fund. And the only reason, personally, I can think of them doing that is because they're manipulating and taking money and putting it elsewhere instead of leaving it in the fund. Let me go on. It says, ambiguous, ambiguities, ambiguities, that's funny, are resolved by clearly distinguishing between the general account, which is on budget, and the consolidated, which is a unified budget, annual deficits, and between general account debt, gross public debt. So it's got all of these these pieces they're talking about. My thing is that why is it right now that... uh, so much money is being taken away from Social Security and put in other places. And they're talking about Social Security having the issues when I personally don't believe it's the Social Security. It's the other uh, budgets, deficits. And in fact, next year, since Trump has taken a lot of money and given it to Wall Street, those deficits are going to go up, right? And it's 1990. So if they're planning on showing deficit, deficits in 2020, that's only another year, And if we're actually just seeing all the deficits in 2020, that's going to actually accumulate things that aren't really anything to do with Social Security, right? It's going to have to do with what Trump has given out to Wall Street. So it's almost like I said, it feels like the actual poor having to give to the rich, right? So I'm not sure why that's the way in which Congress is allowing that to happen. I hope that the new House Congress that's coming in well, take a moment to see exactly what they're doing with the funding for Social Security, because I don't think it's at, at very clear, and I think that's purposely done. 
So that to me is really a problem. Okay, so let me go back to this last part. It's And it's not that easy, but I'm, that's why I'm going to read it again. It says, Ambiguities are resolved by clearly distinguishing between the general account, which is on budget, and the consolidated, which is a unified budget, annual deficits. And between general account debt, which is gross public debt, and the general account debt minus the OASDI assets, right? Debt held by the public. For two budget issues, however, the distinguished distinction is clear. One involves the possibility that some of the general account debt accumulations is the past is accumulation in the past might have been induced by OASDI surpluses, in which some cases in which some cases of the interest payments on the account debt should perhaps be attributed to AOASI. So that's telling you that the interest rate that's being paid actually for some things that that the surplus covered should be coming back to Social Security. I just haven't seen that. I don't know. It just bothers me the, the way in which they're doing this. So... In other words, it keeps talking about deficits, but it's talking about Social Security covering those deficits. But that's not where this money was supposed to go. The money is actually supposed to go to who? The retired and also the disabled. That's where it should be, not Wall Street or going to fund some other portion of the government. That's not the role of this. If they want to do that, they should start trying to seek resources from another location. And that's personally my opinion on that. But let me go to the conclusion because this really kind of gets, I don't want to use the word funky, but it just uh, doesn't really show you some of the things that you really need to be able to understand. But the conclusion kind of clears up a few of the things. Like I said, you're you know more than welcome to go out and read this thing as a whole so that you can actually get a grasp on it. And, and make sure you have a lot of time to take your time to understand what they're saying. But the point I'm really trying to make through all of this is if you don't know what they're doing or how they're using Social Security money, then how can you stand up for how it's being used? We have to understand exactly what they're doing, how they're doing it, who they're giving money to, why are the surpluses being taken out of Social Security and being used elsewhere, and then they're talking about a Social Security deficit. That's not logical. There's a problem with that. All right, I just want to read a little of the conclusion on that, and then I'll give you a couple other things to think on for this. Okay, it says, in conclusion, it says, the social, I'm just going to say Social Security. The Social Security reserves are an account on the books at the Department of Treasury. Where is the money? The Department of Treasury, right? The Department of Treasury maintains it, and what are, what are they doing, and who are they allowing to use it is my question. But let me go on. The Social Security Reserves are an account on the books at the Treasury Department of Treasury and the Social Security cash transactions, which are revenues dedicated to the Social Security trust funds and benefit payments drawn from the funds, are merged with the Treasury's cash. Why are they merged with the Treasury's cash? Okay, let me go on. Are merged with the Treasury's cash transactions for the rest of the government. What? What? 
That's what I say about that. Why is money from Social Security being what merged with the Treasury cash transactions for the rest of the government? Okay, take a look at lobbyists and, and Congress on this. I know that they're probably behind with why this is going on that way. The reserves are, in effect, borrowed from a time by the rest of the government. Ah, did you hear that? It says, the reserves are, in effect, borrowed for a time by the rest of the government. How long has it been out? How much have they borrowed? And how much do they need to pay back? Isn't that what we need to ask? Let me go on here. I have to start. I'll just start again. It says, the Social Security reserves are an account on the books at the Department of Treasury and the Social Security cash transactions as revenues dedicated to Social Security trust funds and benefit payments drawn from the funds are merged with the Treasury's cash transactions for the rest of the government. The reserves are in effect borrowed for a time by the rest of the government. Hello, let me say that again. The reserves are in effect, borrowed for a time by the rest of the government and then repaid with interest when the trust fund needs them back. Well, hello, if the baby boomers have paid all that money in and not only for them, but the generation before them, there should be enough money there, right? So don't start complaining about having to pay money back that you've already taken out. And don't sit here and tell all these Social Security people that the reason why they there's no money is because nobody put it in. It was in, you took it out, put it back. Let me go on. The reserves are in effect borrowed for a time by the rest of the government and then repaid with interest when the fun trust funds need them back. The results in the end are essentially the same as they would be if the trust fund were maintained entirely independently of the rest of the government. Then why isn't it? That doesn't make any sense to me. Let me go on. It says, investing the surplus revenues on the what? Open market. Here we go. There we go. There's the Wall Street thing. There's Wall Street. We've known what Wall Street's wanted. They've wanted the, the money. It looks like they're getting it. And now they're not making money and they're going to blame it on people who need it. The trust funds do not gain or lose by the arrangement then where's the money? And the management of cash flows is simplified considerably. For whom? Come on. We know that's not true. We see it every single day. We're hearing all these things about Social Security, right? We don't hear about all the deficits it's covering. Why is that? And this is why it's important for people on Social Security, whether it's retirees or disabled people, to know what's really going on with the money. And if this was true, why haven't people on Social Security received cost of living wages uh, on a regular basis to help them sustain themselves through these hard times? That's my question. Who's really managing the Social Security money? It says the Department of Treasury is the one managing them. Who's making the calls for all where the money goes? These are questions we need to start asking. It's important for us to know what's happening with this money, where it's going, why it's being borrowed, why they're saying there's nothing left, why they're saying that the cash flow is a problem when it's not. If they put back the money in which they've taken, we would not have any problems. First of all, why don't we have it set aside for it to be its own money? 
Why does the government want to take money from Social Security and apply it elsewhere? It would be different if they were doing this and then giving it back on a regular basis and things were, were, were smooth sailing, but that's not what's happening. So we've got to change how Social Security works, in particular how they're dealing with Wall Street. Because if we don't, the poor people are the ones that's going to lose. This actual Social Security was set up not for Wall Street, but for everyday workers to have something that they could be assured would happen because of where they stand economically in most cases. Most people are only receiving what they get from Social Security. They don't have any other income. And believe me, that's a hard thing to be, having $1,200 a month. You can't do a lot with that. But if you were actually getting decent cost of living adjustments all through the time instead of money going to Wall Street and when they have a big dip like a recession they had, who knows how much money was actually lost that should have been in Social Security's funding. Okay, so we really need to, first of all, start to watch not only what's happening individually with Social Security or being concerned with what's going on to you. We need as a country, especially since we're all putting into Social Security, we need to really figure out what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how it's working out. Because to me, it sounds like they're doing a lot of things that uh, there's no excuse for. And then they're not even wanting to admit what they've done. The only way in which you're going to find out how what's, being ha what's truly happening with Social Security is to track it. So I hope in the coming year that I will be able to get a, much more information as to where the money's coming and where it's going and supply that information with, to you. But some of you out there already know about this. So if you are, hit hashtag Esther's Radio Show and share it with the rest of us because it's really important. We really need to know more about not just your benefits and how it's going, but how Social Security works and its impact on all of us. So that's what's really important to me. We need to know where the money's going, guys. We need to actually be able to chart exactly where it is and also its overall impact on us and how things are going. It's, it's truly critical. So I hope that, first of all, that you'll go ahead and take a moment to think about that for a minute. Okay, I'm concerned about my, my situation in Social Security, but what about just the whole country's situation in security? What's going to happen for the next generation in Social Security? What's happening to the baby boomers right now in Social Security? Take, make the choice today to look beyond yourself. That's what I'm saying. Look beyond yourself and what's just happening in your situation. You might be very comfortable right now and things are okay, but that may not be how it's going to be, depending on who's actually controlling this and what they're doing. So take a moment and think about how you can make this better for all of us. And the main thing I think of is being knowledgeable as to what's going on. What do you think? Drop me a notice and let me know because I appreciate your comments and your time. Let me know what you thought about today's program. Right? You can also uh, find more information on uh, talking about you with Esther's radio show. That's at Blog Talk Radio or um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. It's there. So be sure to come out and share your comments because it's really important. 
Thank you so much for being here today. I apologize for getting the show out a little later than I wanted to, which was yesterday. But sometimes you just have to do what you got to do, right? And if you've been injured in a car accident during the holidays, remember you've got to just be patient with yourself. Take time. Know that you can't get everything done you'd like to. Just rest up a little bit. Make yourself feel better. Ask for the help when you need it or slow down when you can because the most important equation, the most important thing in this equation after a collision is you and getting right back on the footing, your own footing and being able to get the support and help you need to get back to where you can. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll be back on Monday at a regular time. You take care and we'll continue on with this conversation.